Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, on this Halloween night, I'm joined with my good friend, JD, who is also an Aspie like myself. We're going to talk about him and the darker side of autism. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today I'm joined with my good friend Jose, and we're going to talk about the darker side of autism. Welcome to the show, Jose. Hello. So let's talk a little bit about the other side of autism, what people don't see. What do you experience as someone who's on the spectrum? What kind of things can you tell the viewers about the other side of our autism? Well, I've generally had a bad experience with it. Um, when I was younger, I didn't really know what I had when I was younger. I've had bad experiences with it. I didn't know what I had until I was around 19. Um, it was around when I was at, around college when I started having problems with, with it. I started having depression. Uh, usually because of social interactions. I was getting overwhelmed with schoolwork. It was either because of the ADHD or because of the depression, but AD, the ADHD was usually one of the bigger issues, but the ASD isolation with, among my peers was one of the bigger issues as well. It was due to that that I struggled with associating with other people and Mostly the isolation caused a lot of problems at school. Eventually, I it was too much for me, and I my grades started to drop, and I lost my scholarship, and I wasn't able to finish school, at, and I had to drop out. What other issues have you had with it? I mean, besides school, um, did you have? Were you working at the time? And um, how was how are friends and everything else? I've had very few friends throughout my life. I had hard times associating with people and making friends. I have uh, recently I've gotten better at making friends, but I've always struggled making friends. I used to have a job. I had I was an uh, data analyst at Chevron for a few years, but. I lost a job because I had a meltdown at work because I was overwhelmed and that caused me to lose my job. Now, why don't you tell my viewers, describe in your words what a meltdown is for you? Uh, for me, it's very violent. I it usually involves self-injury. I, I get overwhelmed either because of frustration or stress and it's usually very violent self-injury and i usually black out i don't usually remember what happens i usually like i just when i come back i i'm hurting and i don't know what happened i just i remember what happened before but i really don't know what happened afterwards and i'm just i'm just in a lot of pain afterwards and 
it's a very horrible experience to experience and um luckily i don't deal with it anymore due to medication i've been taking but it's very difficult to deal with now for those who are listening um what can trigger a meltdown uh for me it's being overwhelmed by different things for me it's usually frustration or stress i know for many others it could be things like sensory overload or uh any other thing like that for me it's just frustration or stress that's what triggers it for me and for me like work is being a stressful environment that was a very bad thing for me being in a stressful environment at work that was what caused it for me okay and now how are you dealing with yourself now that you're on medication what has changed in you well the medication i take uh keeps me calm so i am less likely to uh, feel stressed out and that prevents me from reaching that point so i feel much more calm now all right and what would you say to those who are raising kids who have autism and they're witnessing this for the meltdown of their child for the first time what would you recommend they do try to keep them calm uh make sure to keep their environment as stress-free as possible because for a lot of them it, it could it, it depends on what their stressors is but it's always usually stress it's because they are in a stressful situation that's what causes their meltdown most of the time that's the reason the reason is different for everyone but it's always stress that's usually the reason now how does your family view you with um autism are they accepting of it my mother is my dad still doesn't really understand it much but at least I have support from my mother at least that's very important because everyone knows the mother is the loving of the two who can give you that support. Your mom is always your backbone. Yeah. Now, how is your life socially? Um, I have uh, at least a partner who cares about me. I have a few friends. Uh, you, you're very supportive as well. Um, aside from that, I'm pretty alone. I don't have much people, but I, that doesn't really bother me. I, I've gotten used to isolation. I'm I'm pretty used to being on my own. It doesn't really bother me at this point. But the few people I've um, I'm used to, I'm I'm happy with their company. That's good. Now, how how has your life been so far since you've been on the medicine? Have you seen an, a a great improvement? Yes, I have. Now, when it comes to finding work, what is the challenge that you feel being someone who's autistic? What is that wall that stops people from coming, wanting to hire us? Uh, for me, I, that is just a me problem. Uh, I definitely think I'm capable of working, but I think the reason I'm struggling with work is because I have I haven't worked in a while. And I think that's the biggest issue. I know I'm capable. Like I said, I've, I have experience working in an office setting. I have education, N not much, but I do have education working. I studied psychology for, uh, for two and a half years. Um, it's just, I haven't worked in a while because during those years I wasn't wor working, I was under treatment and that doesn't look good on my resume. 
And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm struggling finding work. But I know I'm capable of working. I'm just hoping for the right opportunity for someone to hire me. Now, when it comes to parents and trying to find their kids work who, who are on the spectrum and they're hitting a brick wall, what do you suggest for them to do? Well, from like right now myself, I'm looking for support around the community. Like right now I'm looking, uh, there's some places that offer help. Like there's department of rehab. There's some, uh, places like where I live, there's like a place that offers help for adults on the spectrum that offer work. There's certain places like that. that could help uh, adults on the spectrum. There might be places like that in your community that could offer help. So there's, there's places if you look around. Now, have you found any other autistic friends where you live or are you just dealing with more virtual friends through Facebook and everything else? Mostly online. I have virtually none local friends uh, to speak of. And how has your life been since? I mean, you said everything's fine and your father is not as accepting but with your mother does she is she very supportive in the fact that she understands what's happening with you and how you think yes now do you have siblings yes and are they on the spectrum or are they dealing with okay are they like you or are they higher or lower in the level lower and how do they deal with things I can't tell. Like uh, my younger brother, he's on the spectrum as well, but I really can't tell what he's on about. He's very difficult to read. All right. No, he, what... seems, he seems uh, he seems happy all the time, but I can't really tell. He's like <laughs> very very hard to read. He seems like very like in his own world, if I would say it in the simplest terms. All right. Now, how do you keep yourself occupied? Um, I just do my own things. I practice programming, play video games, uh, mostly help around the house because my mother, she's ill. So I help her out around the house with whatever I can. But I I do find ways to stay busy. Now, let's get back onto the topic for a minute. Now, we were talking about the darker side of autism. What are the other downsides of people like us having autism that people don't see? I would say one of the biggest things is the isolation a lot of us feel. Many of us struggle with uh, finding friends or many many of us are very lonely. I know uh, from a few friends I have online, many of them are either single or have very few friends. And like many of them don't know how lonely being on the spectrum is and how sad it, it, it is not being able to connect to other people. Like we struggle a lot with being able to connect with others and it's a very lonely experience now would you say that loneliness would almost lead to depression yes very much i used to be very depressed uh when i was more more alone back then and how do you deal with it now well luckily i'm not as alone anymore so i i'm dealing with a lot better now i take it part of it as your partner yes very much you're a lucky guy to have someone like him. Um, for those of you who don't know, I know his partner, and then JD and I know each other for 
we've known each other for a while. His partner is a really nice guy. And I'm kind of happy that he's found someone like him to keep him happy. I mean, what a lot of people don't realize is, like you said, we deal with a lot of depression and we just hide it. Do you think there is a rate of suicide with autism? That's actually, uh, I actually studied a little bit about this. Maybe not the suicide part, but people on the spectrum are actually more prone to depression than someone who's not on the spectrum. I actually did a paper on that a while back. So people on the spectrum are actually more prone to depression than people who aren't on the spectrum. So that's actually, a, you know, something that's common. Now, you said when you were diagnosed, did you... Since your parents didn't know what you had, did you literally find somebody and go, listen, I think I, I have these symptoms. Can we see if I have if I'm on the spectrum or if I have this or that? Did you yes. put yourself so you put yourself through it? Yes. So you self-advocated for yourself. I did. Well, that's very good of you. I mean, would you suggest that for others whose parents aren't as willing to accept their diagnosis? Yes. What kind of steps would they have to do? Well, how I did it, I did it through, actually, I did it through the um, the college um, mental health department because that was the only uh, thing I could afford at the time. So that's how I did it, through that uh, avenue. Um, but there's other ways you could do it. Like if you have your own like mental health facility, like where you live, you could go through there and start there. So what was it like to find out you were autistic at the very end? I guess I I always knew since I was a kid, I, I always knew I was out of place. Something was off. I guess I always knew it wasn't that big of a shock when I found out. And you just, and you just slowly started researching things and learning more and more, take it. Yeah. Did it, be, did it kind of enlighten you and help you like understand more of what was going on? Yeah. So would you say you now back to the darker side? If you could, would you get rid of your autism? For many times, I would say yes, for a lot of the times, because uh, I used to think that was the reason why a lot of the things went bad. But after a lot of thinking and I've realized that it wasn't the autism itself that caused the problems. It was all the other things I've had that caused the problems. So going back to that answer, I would say no, because it wasn't autism itself that caused the problems. It was a combination of things that caused it. So I would say no. All right. And now you're in a good place. Am I right? Yes. You have a good partner. Your mother's supporting you. You've got people who look out for you. What would you say to anyone now who's dealing with an autistic child or someone who's on the spectrum who is having a hard time right now? What would you say to them? It will always be hard. Like it's a lot of people will tell you like that it's a good thing or like that. it You know, it's always hard. Like it's there's always going to be parts of your life that's going to be difficult, but there are times where like, it's a good thing. And there's always times where it's a bad thing. Like it's, that's always just a way how it is. It, it's always how it's going to be, but you shouldn't give up because there's some good things about it. 
just as there's bad things about it too. That's just how it is. So basically, we're always going to see that grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. And so, you, so you're just telling everyone just to hang in there, and you'll see the good, the good may the good may outweigh the bad, and the bad sometimes may outweigh the good. But in the long run, just hang in there because things always get better. Exactly. And that is it, everybody. That was my friend Jose, and that was inside the Asperger Studios. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me. No problem, Jose. the way things used to be I'm no big fan of now I must have some sweeter memories somewhere in the cloud welcome to the new normal welcome to the new normal welcome to the new normal shout welcome to the new normal Gonna miss all you used to be Gonna miss all you had Consigned to the dustbins of history Like opinions from your dead Talk to the freaks. You can talk to just about anybody you happen to meet. It ain't what it was, and it is what it is.